This is a fresh agenda. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity and generate your deepest work. Here is your host, Christina Mendonza. This is a fresh agenda where we talk to innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonza. I'm glad you found me in this tiny part of the podcast universe. I'm excited for today's show for a couple of reasons. First, the guest, Dr. Erica Miller. She's a Holocaust survivor and psychologist, an author, and international speaker. And as you would imagine, she has some horrible memories to share that paint a vivid picture of life for Jews during World War II. But her life after her detention by the Nazis is like a colorful piece of art. She built for herself this incredible life, the education, the experiences. And to this day, at 88 years old, she is a force. Our conversation started with her describing her new hobby of pickleball and square dancing. And she regularly chats with her rabbi about finding her a date. She's so fun and funny and a delightful example of overcoming adversity. I'm also excited for today's show because I've got something new coming for you. This is my last A Fresh Agenda podcast. It's been almost five years, hundreds of episodes, and it's been a journey. I started this podcast as I was making a professional transition. I had been a weeknight evening anchor at a television station. I was leaving that, and I wasn't sure what was next. Through this podcast, I learned so much that helped me launch my company, learned life balance and how to be comfortable with change, how to bounce back, and I've been inspired over and over again. This really was a passion project for me. And for those of you who've come along for the ride, thank you for the emails and the encouragement. I have loved every episode. Every year, I have a theme for the year. And if you followed me for a while, you know that a few years ago, it was my year of yes, where I said pretty much yes to everything professionally and had a very busy year. A couple of years ago, it was radical relevance, where I really tried to dial in on what was important to me and how I wanted to uh, make content in the world. And then last year was my year of no, where I created boundaries and only took on what I was most passionate about. I've decided 2022 is the year of powerful presence. I had a chance to kick that off earlier this year. I won a series of communications awards for work and collaborations last year. And those awards were so affirming and got me really excited about new goals I have for this year. So as a fresh agenda sunsets, another thing is beginning. I'm working now on a new show, a new podcast that reflects where I am in my life and where I want to take this content for you. The show is called The Power Profiles, and we're going to lean into world-class leadership by interviewing some amazing leaders. These are CEOs, founders, people who've navigated their own professional lives through a few of the most difficult years in our country's history. So when I say power... I mean powerful leadership, powerful examples, powerful personal and professional navigation of life. I just recorded my first interview. It's with one of the most sought-after broadcast agents in the country, and I've got more world-class leaders lined up and ready to go. I'm in the process now of finishing up all of the imagery for this podcast, so if you have subscribed, just stay right here. The visuals will change, but the feed will stay the same. So let's get to our interview now, my final A Fresh Agenda with Dr. Erica Miller. 
I've looked at your books and your lectures and in, listened to some interviews. And, you know, despite what many would say would be, um, you know, a, a traumatic event in life that would impact the rest of your life, you are um, sunny and optimistic and happy and um, and live a life full of helping others. I mean, tell me what you're into these days. Well, again, uh, in spite of it, because of it, don't tell me because I'm Jewish I have to die. Don't tell me because I'm a, a girl I cannot compete with boys, ta 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 ta, -ta. Uh, The new thing in my life is picketball. It is like, uh, you know about picketball? Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like a tennis version. <clears throat> it's all over the place. So, yeah, and I get all those strokes. Today uh, I have another group meeting at the, at the tennis court at 215. So it's very exciting because I never played tennis. I never played, uh, you know, outsport games. And I'm really good, really good for 88. I'm not bragging. I'm just sharing. You asked me what I'm into. So that is new. And square dancing I'm doing now. I joined the group. So, you know what? I'm not in La La Land, Christina. Uh, you know, life is an amazing journey for me. I cannot believe my good fortune, how physically and mentally, how fit I am. And I, you know, uh, I'm reading about me, you know, I'm a little bit kind of like grandiose. I believe I want to live to be the oldest person uh, that lived, meaning 123. And guess what? You know what? I could be there tomorrow. I cannot worry about it because destiny. But I take care of myself, life choices, being engaged in life. So it's a gift that keeps on giving. And you must be a young and that if you be, would be in my neighborhood, you would follow me like crazy. I walk every day 3.6 miles. I walk and I run now because the picket ball, when they, when they really throw it hard, I don't run fast enough to kind of get it, like on the tennis court. Mm -hmm. So that's new. So I'm absolutely high on life. Oh, okay? I love it. Love that. So when you, uh, when you go out and you speak specifically about um, your experiences during the war, what are audiences most curious about? What do people want to know? You know, uh, uh, I am a storyteller, so pending, uh, pending on the audience, uh, my beginning is part of me in spite of it, because of it. Uh, it made me, without that, it's kind of weird to say that. Um, I did not pick my four years encampment and seeing the atrocities as a little girl, but it made me real tough. And I would not be here today to inspire, to, to, to enjoy, embrace life and be so excited if not for my early experience. So it's like because I, I, I do so many different things, depend the audience, um, in the business people, inspirational, uh, team building. It's like uh, my middle book, if you saw the title, mainly I wrote it for students when I lecture in university when they're so stressed out to get there. Don't tell me I cannot do it, living audaciously in the here and now. So I don't just talk about the Holocaust. It's like I, I was interviewed because lately, as you know, because of COVID, lots of podcasts. So it's like, yeah, anti-Semitism. You know, I don't speak about an hour about it. It is like we are, we are very resilient as a species. What can we do rather what we cannot do? 
So I share my life, my optimism, my having uh, have having visions before you can make them happen. And all the possibilities are still ahead of us. There are so many chapters in life. Look at me. I'm 88, and I am absolutely rocking. If I can do it, you can do it. So it's not a trauma. People experience trauma. Uh, it doesn't have to be being encamped. It has to be in a horrible, beaten down, abusive environment as a child. There's so many traumas that people experience. But what? How do you? What will it take for you to kind of, you know? All right. What can I do? Rather, what I cannot do and family and community and giving more than you, all the things that make us resilient and being part of a community. And, and uh, you know, no guarantees, but postponing, again, settling down uh, and, and, and being unengaged. So it is mainly, uh, look where I come from, uh, not about bragging, sharing, because it's, it is you have visions, uh, fear, when in doubt, freak, and it's all part of our DNA, I get it. But again, don't be hostage to your noisy voice in your head. So by being a psychologist and having run, you know, 10 mental health clinics for 30 years or something, and seeing so many people, and I do know that I don't reach everyone. Some people are absolutely wounded and stuck, but it helped for me to know what the possibilities and encouraging does not mean that people can take me in. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm telling you, especially young people, I'm really good with, um, you know, uh, 20, 30, 40, not older people, because older people like 70, 80, it's like I wish Again, I wish I could have been more like her, poor me. It's too late. But young people, like I'm going to be speaking in Colorado, and 40-something men and women, um, and it's like they literally, they line up, they want selfies with me. Or when I travel abroad, I'm an international bestseller, as you saw. And it's like whether it's in Ireland or in Canada, you know, but in having other people lecture at the same weekend, they cannot get over of my uh, enthusiasm, of my energy. So life choices we make, and that is no matter where I am, the same thing. So I don't, I'm not scripted. I don't have to, I don't show any, you know, kind of, any kind of like bullet points. It is like, yeah. Uh, possibilities are unlimited, and it's like not what we cannot do, what we can do, but before we can make anything happen, it's all right to dream, having visions, and then it's the strategy, how can we go there? And age, age is a number, and um, don't be defined by it, and I'm absolutely open for a relationship. Do you hear me, Christina? Mm -hmm. My husband of 53 years, he died, he dared to dying on me, uh, you know, about 12 years ago, and 53 years, and again, I will never not be open because I miss male, male uh, energy. Yeah, I'm a hard act to follow. My rabbi says, Oi, you're such a who I said, Rabbi, you, you could be a shaksan. You could, I mean, you know people in your congregation. I don't mess with married men, but if there's somebody, you know, single, he says, Oi, who can keep up with you? I climb mountains. So, so I'm, I absolutely. 
Okay, no, I'm, if, I'm shutting up so you can ask me That's some okay. questions. I can go on forever. <laughs> I could listen forever, but I do have a couple of questions for you. So, sure. um, you know, when pe- people maybe who have not read your books or not familiar with your story, uh, give me a little bit of background for them to grasp onto in terms of okay. your experiences. Because when you are coming here um, and talking about the future and what you're doing now, you're also talking about the past so that you can educate. Uh, people. Absolutely. So give me a Absolutely. little bit about your past. Absolutely. Uh, I was born in Austria, Romania. Uh, so my, tongue, my mother tongue is German. So when my parents were born, it was Austria. And then it turned in one of those provinces in Bukovina, Romania. And then the Nazis came. Uh, in, so in, in 1940, we were, as Jews were hunted, uh, we were, uh, we went to a holding camp um, so before that, we had a normal family, quote-unquote. We lived in a big house compound, um, you know, four sets of families and cousins. By the way, the house is still there. I went with my daughter a few years ago. It's still there. So we had a normal life. So at seven, when I was seven, uh, the mayhem started. And I was a curious little kid. I could not understand, uh, you know, the, the noise and the dogs barking and, and, and the hunting Jews. I heard there were Jews, Jews. So here I found myself uh, at the train station. Um, we were, didn't know where we were going. And the atrocities that I saw, they're like videos. They don't affect me. I'm very detached, luckily for me. I see the mayhem. Uh, on the you know beatings and shooting and grabbing kids and, and screaming, and we ended up in a in a holding camp for four years from seven to eleven in Ukraine uh, in Transnistria. Uh, they didn't get to us fast enough. There were a lot of Jews that you know that, that didn't get to us fast enough. The Nazis. So in 1944 45, Russians liberated us. And then we went back to Romania for a little bit. The house was taken over. And luck-headed, we could get out. Uh, in '49. We got, we, we got out to Israel. So uh, Israel became a state in 1948. So in uh, '49, my sister, she was five years older. She got there by herself with the youth group. But we could not get out. The short and the end of it, I went at night to school. I was driven to to understand to learn learning was not not in it was about working hard so i worked during the day two jobs as a young girl at night i went i got my high school degree and then uh, girls and boys and girls especially if you're not getting married or you're not orthodox you have to go to the armed forces so i was so proud to be in the air force for two years and, and, and then, so in the luck-headed or destiny-headed, I ended up in, in Los Angeles, and then it's a whole different story. But, uh, but four years for a little kid, I have very little memory, because obviously that was trauma. It's four years is an eternity. I remember, I remember kind of like spots, kind of like uh, looking outside the little window. We were 20 people in this, like corpses laying next to each other and looking outside how every morning they came and they picked up the dead bodies. They looked so ugly. And I thought to myself, so I remember this, thought, Ugh, I, they're so ugly. Maybe tomorrow I'll be dead. I want to pose just before I die. I want to pose so I don't look so ugly. 
And by the way, Christina, I know I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, there is a script finished. Now they're looking for a producer, whatever. Uh, in the title of of the portion of my life, it's not the Holocaust. It's my. It, it's flashes from there, calling beautiful death. Based on that, it's a beautiful little script. And and, and follow me. You might come in, in the red carpet. Who knows? So. <laughs> if, and or, or or I don't remember I don't remember faces at all, and I have little issues with intimacy, because why bother? Here you are, and here they die on you. But I remember somebody had to teach me how to read and write because the first time I went to school was on fifth grade, coming back to Romania, because I knew math and physics. Um, I remember dancing and singing and, and playing with kids, jumping over dead bodies. What do you do for four years? So the trauma that that really touched my sister, five years older, she was beaten down all her life. To me, just the opposite. Don't tell me I cannot do it. So mm-hmm. this is kind of my background uh, and my spirit. I never thought I would reach, you know, 20, 30. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's like I'm not, I, you know, that's really weird. But I have a coffin, a beautiful piece of furniture at the end of the bed, and I'm going to have a celebration as soon as the COVID is over to celebrate life, to hear what people have to say about me. It's like my, my, my life, my life journey. It is not if, it's when. So I can be in the moment and inspire people. It's not the if, it's when. So be in the moment. How lucky you are that you are here, that you know that you're here. Because, again, uh, life doesn't owe us anything. It's a gift that keeps on giving. So um, this is my background, and this is my spirit. And for me, you will meet me. I'm a little, you know, battery that doesn't does not keep on stopping giggling. I mean, I wiggle all the time. And life choices we make is really important. Uh, I've been exercising. I've been in the gym for 40 years. I, I'm a mountain climber. I'm a runner. I'm pescatarian. I, I take good care of myself. I did not know it's good for you, but it's like I just like to look good. I don't want to die ugly. So it's all all interconnected for me to be me. And uh, I was just recently interviewed uh, by the Holocaust, by USC Holocaust, um, you know, library. Oh, I don't yeah. know how they found, uh, they found me. My sister was interviewed years ago. She already died too. And she said, why don't you go too? I said, I'm not interested. You told me this story already. So I don't know how they found me because there are not many left like me. So, um, I just, again, I cannot believe my good fortune that uh, whatever, if there's somebody up there and I struggle with God, I don't know if destiny is God. I do believe in destiny, God. I'm here and I have a voice because my mother has her hand over my mouth so I don't give away our hiding place. So I don't go and I help Papa when he was beaten. So um, having having that resilience and that spirit, uh, so I guess... I don't know. It's not over till the fat lady sings, and I'm not a fat lady. I don't know any fat ladies. Okay? Anything else? Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait to uh, meet you in person. It is going to be... Hey, wait a second. I'm a hugger. I know it's COVID. I'm so weird. I mean, if if you're going to allow me, I'm going to give you a quick hug. But if not, I'm very respectful. You hear me? I'm a hugger, too. Yes, I look forward to that hug. Oh, Dr. Miller, thank you so much for your time. This has been wonderful, and um, I can't wait to meet you next week. 
Hey, you know what? Again, it's nice it's mutual because really it's, it's you matter, but so do I. It's all about me. It's like Dracula with, gla- with blood. By the way, I lived in Transylvania too, and I tell people Dracula was my cousin. Don't you mess with it. Because, ah. so, yeah, I, when you give, you get, and you know it. So whenever there is one person or a thousand people in the audience, I just absolutely get energized like Bunny because I'm relevant. My voice is uplifting. It is in, in people in the dark days. It doesn't have to be COVID. There is drama in life. So for me to make a difference, just for people that I can reach, it's absolutely life-affirming for me. So I'm looking forward to giving you a hug, okay? Thanks so much for listening to this final edition of A Fresh Agenda. Innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders, expect something new in this space. The Power Profiles is coming, and it's going to be a great year. I'm Christina Mendonca. Let's stay connected. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity. This is A Fresh Agenda. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> my